1: Hello and welcome to Rams Talk Episode 9, uh, a part of the Rams Monthly Review Show. It's so weird, isn't it? I mean, one week ago we were sat here talking about the future of Chris Kirscher's Derby County, talking about transfer rumours, talking about the future under his, his stewardship. And we're here to record and he's just officially dropped out, which is not really what we expected, but it's given us a lot to talk about. So I'm joined today by three fantastic guests. Uh, first off, uh, Tom Porter. Hi, how are you doing? Hello, mate. I'm very good, thank you. Uh, Jamie Page. Hi there, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you, mate. I almost forgot your name then, which is worrying. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also joined by
2: Vic Singh. How are you doing? You're right.
1: I'm, I'm very good, thank you. And I hope uh, all of you lads are doing good too. Now as I just mentioned there it's, it's a weird week isn't it it's never easy supporting Derby it's always strange something always has to go wrong in, in some sort of way and as I just said there the news has just come out we're recording this on the Monday night so the news has just come out that Chris Kirshner has withdrawn his bid uh, after a two week long bank holiday where all of his money was held up and I mean Tom I'll come to you first What what's your reaction what are your what are your thoughts
3: uh... I think I echo a couple of the gentlemen that we're sat in here with. It's one of them things where <clears throat> the longer it went on, the longer it was like this man hasn't got the money. Or is if if he has, with like the crypto stuff that, you know, I've got loads of funds in crypto. Sounds amazing, great. But crypto just literally fell straight down, kept falling. So regardless of where your money is at the minute, and we all know how volatile it is because we always hear it. But it's, it, you know, you look at the the bank of of like the other guys, I'm sure that will come on to mention. But you look at Chris Kitchener and he, he'd had like the least amount of money, you know, out of the lot. So for me, you know, it was always one of them tight balances. When somebody's left out of the running and then all of a sudden decides to jump back in after... Being denied by another club is I think it's a blessing in disguise, to be fair.
1: That's really interesting, actually, Tom. Um, you know, you mentioned there that he dropped out from Preston North End, where you know he was supposedly going to buy them, and then all of a sudden it fell apart. And there were conflicting reports on both sides. And I guess Jamie, you know, as Tom mentioned there, he was he was in for us. He had a sensational dropout just before Christmas goes to buy Preston, it all falls apart, he comes back to Derby. I mean, in hindsight, how does that look?
4: Well, I don't think he'll be buying a football club anytime soon or he won't be buying a football club um, in the UK. Um, I, for one, am very happy. I don't know if I can say that. (laughs) Say
1: what you want, mate.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I've spent the last couple of days feeling very worried if he actually acquired the club. Um, we've all seen the rumours, the reports coming out from various different people on, on how he is as a businessman. Um, what really riled me was when he was asked at this golfing event that he was taking part in, if he had any words for Derby fans, he replied with no comment and you'll see soon. Um, yeah, I mean, I went full circle on the guy. I didn't like him to begin with. I then kept warm to him because I like many people saw him tweet and probably thought you know what this guy may actually understand what it means to, to to be an owner of this club and 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 kind of represent this fan base and and this and this community really but yeah over the last couple of days I've I've been wishing I've been wishing that it's uh, it would fall through and you know put out a tweet to that extent and had a few people kind of come back to me saying that I'm stupid and why would I wish such a thing but I honestly do think that you know long term he would have been more of a problem maybe than Morris and and that's and that's unbelievable to think but I, I truly do believe that
1: I think you know you, you made a really good point there you know over over the season fans have got really together haven't they and as a team we've got really together as a city we've got really together and Kirshner sort of came in and he was singing from the same hymn sheet he was he was coming out and saying all these things about how he wants to do stuff for the fans and you know even talking about silly things which in hindsight are ridiculous talking about you know the likes of events outside the stadium pre-match and and stuff like that which you know for someone to talk about who hasn't even well We don't know who, who maybe hasn't even got the money to complete the purchase, is is quite interesting. But I think I I follow a same sort of path as you. You know, I was not the biggest fan of him to start off with. When he came out of the woodwork again and was saying, you know, I'm I'm going to buy Derby. I've got the money. This is my plan. Um, And then all the stuff with the stadium started happening. I already started to believe that you know that was the way forward, and that was going to be the future of Derby. But as the last few weeks have shown, you know, the, the no comment comment that that he made on, on Sky Sports is ridiculous, isn't it? And, and Vic, I, I'll come to you with this. I mean, how did it make you feel when you heard that?
2: No, I don't know. For me, the whole saga just feels like another... He's like the, the Yankee American, Eric Alonso, isn't really. he? So yeah. it's always turned out... Um, I I probably the same as the the lads that I spoke before. Pointing full circle on him, um, wasn't sure at the start. Thought beggars can't really be choosers, so obviously we got that glimmer of hope, thinking that we've got someone to save the club. And then as time went on, you sort of started to question it a bit, like the other takeover deals. Um, and then yeah, it just turned out to be another chancer, really. Um, but it's, obviously it's us that suffer because we're literally what weeks weeks away from being kicked out of the league to begin with, and then that dreaded word liquidation. So Chris Kerch took us all for a ride. I'm probably glad to see the back of him now. Um always thought Mike Ashley might have been a safe bet, uh, but let's just see what what the next episode of the Derby County story is.
1: Well, you mentioned there Mike Ashley. Um, he's obviously the big name that's that's been linked to us, and he's kind of... What could be described really is the favourite, isn't he? You know, he was the one that before Kirchner was announced as preferred bidder, he was the name on everyone's lips. And Mike Ashley's known for wanting to get a good deal. The administrators came out recently and said that um, a party that they didn't name, which was very obviously Mike Ashley's party, made a bid in December that they said was completely unacceptable and was absolutely nowhere near their valuation of anything, and it wouldn't have been any use to anyone. And then they went on to say that that party had made a subsequent bid last week, which was more acceptable. Now, Tom, obviously knowing that you know Mike Ashley did try and get the club on the cheap, which is no surprise to anyone, really, um, how does that make you feel about him coming in as owner, if, if he did, of course?
3: I think, I think the thing is, it's like... <laughs> In my heart, it doesn't make you happy. Um, But if I was thinking as a businessman, it's astute business. You know, he's a a known man to buy businesses on the cheap. You know, you look at his uh, acquisition of, I think it was like John Lewis, is it, that they brought out as well Mm -hmm. recently. Um, That's what a lot of business people do. You know, they'll they'll look at an, an acquisition and think, right, well, okay, well, this thing's going to fall apart. Wait, 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 buy it at the cheapest possible thing. Get it in, turn it round. flip it for a profit. Fantastic. You know, I saw a tweet earlier today from a Derby fan and it was something along the lines of, yes, he might buy it in cheap, but you consider that he pumps in enough money to keep that going, build us up steadily from the back sort of thing, maybe in like three, four years, you know, might get into the promised land, might not. Um, at least it's not, <clears throat> it's not a gamble for him like Mel Morris. You know, I think he just saw it as a gamble. Um, I think that Mike Ashley is thinking about it more as a business, which, you know, like I say, in your heart, you think as a Derby fan, oh, he's not that interested. But from a business point of view, fair play. Stability is all we need at the minute. We actually need the club. So let's... Uh, Let's see how it all unfolds. Hopefully he gets it, but who knows?
1: <laughs> so, so Jamie, I mean, Tom mentioned there about Mike Ashley being a businessman and everyone that talks about Mike Ashley taking over at Derby talks about him running it as a business. Now, after a season where fans have sort of been closer than ever, the team's been closer than ever, you know, all the coaching staff, everyone was, was pulling in the same direction – does it possibly worry you a little bit that Mike Ashley might come in and you know people talked about Newcastle being a bit of a soulless club before their takeover you know from from the Saudi group, which you know the less said about that, the better, but people have come in and and said that he he rips the soul out of clubs, he runs it as a business, he doesn't care about the fans, he doesn 't care about the club's success, obviously, in the short term, as Tom said there, we want to survive, but in the long term. You know, does that does that possibly concern you a little bit?
4: I don't think so because we're we're comparing, you know, we're comparing ourselves against Newcastle, who you know they are a bigger cl- club than us. They've got a bigger fan base. They've got aspirations of of being a, a top six team, and, and they've been a bit of a sleeping giant for you know as, as far as I've been uh, on this earth. <laughs> um, so I don't think so. I think our expectations right now are. You know, to to stay playing football in League One, um, and hopefully within the next couple of years, get back to the Championship. I don't think anyone's now going right. You know, we need Nona in, and we need to be playing European football within five seasons. Um, so I think it all comes down to expectations, uh, and and for me, he seems at the moment the most viable option to you know to sustainably take us forward. Um, yeah, there's going to be negatives. He might, you know, neglect the 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 youth products of of you know the club. He might not invest into the stadium. He might not invest in certain areas. But he knows what he's doing, and we've got to trust that you know those decisions are going to get us where we need to be. Because ultimately, what he'll want to do, like he's done with with Newcastle and what he's done with many of the businesses that he's owned. Is is go in buy them cheap and and make a profit. Um, so yeah, I I don't really feel any negatives towards that, and I think you know it's all well and good having a an owner like Morris. But look how that you know look how that turned out. Mm-hmm. In the moment, we felt brilliant because we were signing players for multi million pound contracts um, in the championship. But look where we are today. Um, so I think it's about time that we have you know an owner that's realistic that keeps us within our means. Um and you know what? Get us back to the championship and, and let's just let's just see. Let's just see where we go.
1: I think I think you're right. I think that's got to be the aim, hasn't it? Um you know you've you've summed it up really well there. It's it's a long term thing, isn't it? You've really got to look at it as a long term thing. And you're right, it's it's a good point. He will want to make that money back. You know, that was the thing when Newcastle he bought Newcastle Paid off all the debt. It was a big investment, a much bigger investment than this. But he knew that in the future he'd one day make that money back tenfold, and he did. So we've just got to hope that that we end up in that situation. Um, but on to kind of a, a bidder that's kind of taken the back seat a little bit, and I'll come to you with this, Vic. Um, so Andy Appleby was one of the, probably the first bidder, I think, that that ever came into into the public domain. I remember he spoke to supporters' groups and he came out and said, "I'm interested." Obviously, we all know that Andy Appleby doesn't have fortunes himself. So, of course, he's going to have to have people behind him. He's come out and he said that he's still interested. Uh, it's come out that Quantum have had contact with him. Vic, sort of what are your thoughts on on Appleby and his, his potential party?
2: Um, I, I wasn't totally against when they were in charge the first time around. Um, they ran us like a business, probably similar to the way Mike Ashley would have if he takes over. So we know there's a safe pair of hands there. Um, if you can get the right investors along, uh, we could hopefully get, hopefully Rudy stays, of course, that's the main thing. But if we can get a manager in, make shrewd signings like we did back then, because we got the value for our money with those signings in terms of what they produced. Um, and just sort of get us back on to a financial footing. I mean, I'm happy with either, if it's Applebee Ashley, as long as it's someone that will just run us properly. We've, we had that stalemate when the Appleby group was here first, um, but we had no complaints because we hardly had any debt. Then Morris come in, we rolled the wave, we rolled the promotion wave, spent chuck money at it and look where it's got us to now. We need to be the example for clubs and the EFL going forward now. So people need to look at our case study and think, this is what went wrong with this club. We can't afford to, for this to happen again. So... If Appleby comes in with the right investors and steadies the ship again, the fans' expectations are low. They're they're low now because obviously we've been through the season where everyone ripped us off and we nearly pulled off the miracle. Um, We know the situation we're in now. Um, No one's going to expect promotion at at the first attempt. It could take us a few years before we even get out of League One. Um, But as long as we can steady the ship, build the club back up, and the main thing is just having that club to support. So if if it's Appleby, I'm happy. If it's Ashley, I'm happy. As long as it's someone that will just run us properly.
1: Some really, really good points there. I, I think what's interesting to note, you know, you spoke about how they made those small investments and we ended up getting a team that was challenging at the top. I think that's a really good point. And when you look back at that team, and especially the age of players in that team, you know, you look at the likes of Will Hughes, obviously came through the academy, but Johnny Russell was only 23. You know, you have the likes of Bryson, who was 25, 26. You know, every player was around 26, 27 and under. And that team was unbelievable, you know, probably one of the best in my lifetime. And it, it shows that, You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. That's, that's, you know, it's a a very, very well known saying. But Mel Morris wanted it to be built in a day. And he was throwing lots and lots of money, as you said there. Lots of players expecting us to be this super team that just walked the league. But it doesn't work like that. And and that's a really good point. You know, if Appleby did come in and operated in a similar way again, it could be good. It could be good. My one worry is that us being in League One will not be profitable. The longer we're in League One, obviously, the less money we get through the leagues, the less money we get through sponsorships. And, you know, Sunderland found that out the hard way. They really, really suffered from staying in League One for a few years. And, and thankfully for them, they've managed to find their way out. So that's that's my only concern is if we don't get out of League One in a couple of years, we could really end up in trouble again. And, and you know, that's the last thing we want. But thankfully, it won't be under Chris Kirshner. So there's there's probably a good chance that we'll be all right um and and tom i'll come back to you and you know we'll go back to kirscher as it is today's sort of sort of big news he, he made a lot of promises didn't he he made a lot of promises on twitter um and one of the weirdest ones which has somehow been a repeated thing in this whole takeover saga is the bank holidays it was it was a big bin zayed, Excuse they said it was a bank holiday in the UAE. they couldn't make the transfers today they, you know it was, it was all being held up it was all going to be done tomorrow and then three weeks later the takeover was completely canceled. The chances of that happening again are, are, so, are so slim you know the same club in the same spell of their history is is ridiculous but I mean what what did you make of that when you read that tweet from Kirshner saying that the bank holidays had held up the money so what were you thinking?
3: um i suppose when you're working in i don't know i suppose a i don't work in the bank <laughs> um, but b it's it's one of those where it's you're dealing in such a vast amount of money and you would have thought that the accountants dealing with anybody's like money in that respect regardless of whether you're an admin or um what have you because like people are calling out, obviously, Guantanamo as well, where they were saying, like, oh, nobody's saying anything over the weekend. It's like, well, they don't work over the weekend some days, you know. And I think with Chris, when he mentioned that, I, I did... It started becoming more baloney, and I just sat there thinking, yeah, he's he's not got the money, you know, and... It, you know, if, if somebody was saying to me like, all right, it's, it's a few million pound here. You'd go to work, be, be it like midnight at at night or whatever, that person's going to be going and dealing with that money. Like, I think it it was baloney. I think blaming bank holidays, it's just him stalling, maybe trying to sell more crypto to try and be a bit more worthwhile. But I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, yeah, I think it just started unraveling, like you say. From that point, it just became a bit more obvious that hang on, this man hasn't got any money. He wasn't a, like Alonzo where he was showing around a, a fake uh, house that he was pretending that he owned. You know, and, that, and somebody did, unpinned him on TikTok. But I think the thing for me is, is that when somebody's doing that, and then they go and play around a round of golf, and he's saying that oh, it's bank holiday. It's like, well, if you were that serious, you'd be there. You know, you'd, mm-hmm. you'd have to be there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some really, really good points there. And, you know, something you you touched on there was, was talking about the money and Jamie, I guess Chris Kirshner clearly has some money. You know, you, you don't live the life that he's living without having money. You know, there was the talk of that jet who knows whether that was real. <laughs> who knows whether uh, he paid in full for it. You know, who knows whether it was a company purchase, but it came out recently. Um, two things actually there was one thing that Quantuma apparently watched him make the the transfer of the money don't know how much I believe that one um, and the other one is much more believable and it's the fact that he didn't pay the wages of his employees on time from his company in your heads did Kirshner have the money do, do you really think he had the money I think he's got money
4: um, do I think he's got enough no um and yeah I think potentially he's he's maybe kind of faking it till he makes it I think that's the that's the 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 slogan that I've been using for him I don't think that he's he you know he's uh he's got no money but I think that he's he's probably living uh beyond his means um and yeah like you say there when I mean that was probably one of the main things that worried me when the reports came out that he's not paying his staff. Um, and also, I think it was the Athletic that reported that he still owed um, some sponsorship money to a, a US outlet uh, sporting franchise as well. So, you know, you see all these things, you see all these things reported. Look, I don't believe everything I read on Twitter. If you if you believed everything you read, uh, you know, on, on Twitter, then you'd, yeah, I don't know, if, I don't know what you'd be or who you'd be, or <laughs> your, your head may well explode, but um. <laughs> You know there's no smoke without fire um and yeah that was that was a real worry for me so i'm happy he's gone um given that he's 100 percent, you know out of the out of the race now um as reported this evening um i'm gonna feel very good after this going onto his profile and hitting that block button
1: <laughs> very strong very strong i'm gonna take it you don't like him very much then jamie well, well, if he wants to invite me to a, a golf course and, and play,
4: you know, with a few pros, then, you know, I, I don't think I'd turn him down. But, um, yeah, maybe someone needs to start using him like he uses other people.
1: Well, that's that's a good point. And, you know, Vic, I'll come to you. You know, you, you look at Chris Kirscher and he... He, he makes you know he's he's involved in motorsport he's involved in golf and you know i don't know how you're supposed to pronounce his company's name i've just called it slunk.io for for about three months um yeah I, I the whole time you just sort of look at it and go oh well he's 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 clearly got some sort of money then surely surely he's got money if he's sponsoring all these big events and jamie made a really good point there fake it till you make it Do you do you think that's actually the case
2: it depends on what you believe. Like, if anybody's been following, um, was it, Alan Nixon? He said he sent the money. Uh, probably wouldn't have got as far well as whatever we think of the EFL. I don't think he'd have got as far in the process if he didn't have the money. Maybe it's just a case of he couldn't get the funds over in time or the way he's gone about it was a bit dodgy. I mean, I, I did hear things that he was trying a different way rather than trying to do the bank transfer the legal way and whatever. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe we've, like um, the gentleman said earlier, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Um, maybe we can get someone serious in now. Uh, I don't think we'll ever hear Chris Kirchner's name in England again. He'd um, probably be better off trying the MLS or China. Um, you might get some of there. But like I said, forget about him now. Easy over and done with. It's about what we can do next to hopefully get this club to where it should be. Be, and hopefully we can get some sort of good news in the next coming days and weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean I hope so. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think we all hope so, don't we? And you know, it's it is time to move on. And obviously a lot of this podcast's been sort of around him because of the news tonight. But from from a Darby's perspective, you know, the second he's dropped out we need to move on the same way when Vin Zaya dropped out, we moved on and Eric Alonso dropped out, we moved on. It's, it's been a, a few years of moving on, I think, as a, as a Derby fan. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, and, you know, the, there's a rumour that's come out tonight about um, another businessman being involved. Obviously, it's come from Alan Nixon, and Alan Nixon did say that Kershner was 100% taken over. So, you know, who who knows about that one? Um, however, at the same time, he said that another businessman is interested, and that businessman is you know, I've seen a few people say is linked with closed development. Now that makes a lot of sense because obviously they've just purchased the stadium. And from what's come out online, that seems to be a hundred percent done deal signed delivered that obstacles completely out of the way, which is obviously very good for any bidder coming in. Tom, I mean, you, you, we obviously don't know huge amounts about the the closed family, but the fact that they've come in and bought the ground, is obviously a huge step, you know, that was, I think probably more expensive than the club in the end. Um, if closed development or whichever member of the closed family uh, would be purchasing us, did purchasers, how would you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. If, if I'm honest,
3: you, it whiffs of two ways. It's, it's almost like when Mal Morris first bought us out, you know, a Derby lad, Derby fan, blah, 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 you know, and, that turned out in a very very different way you know and uh I think I think when you've got the sort of cash flow that the the clues guys have got um obviously it'd be interesting to see them as a family and as a business actually take it on board but i think I think at the minute it is literally gonna go to the guy with the most either the most money or just Able to actually prove the funds. I and mean, you know, we keep going round and back again because obviously Kitchener's not got it, you know, and he he I, I think, like we said before, he's got money, but he's not got enough. And hopefully they have, you know. And I think the main blessing in disguise for those guys is that they've got the stadium, you know, they are mm-hmm. they they own that stadium now, you know, or they are about to finalise everything off, you know, and able to say this is us and if they decide then that they've got the funds to buy the club so be it you know they've obviously made a statement of intent by buying the club um but for me personally I'd I'd rather see more from it if you know I mean I just need but I think they need to just put out maybe a statement of yay nay you know we are in the running or not Um, yeah you know, they're a bit more quieter than Kitchener is on Twitter, put it that way. Well, it's, <laughs> it's it, a good thing, probably. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, I, I've seen a few things about how um, Kirshner's apparently broken NDAs with some of the stuff that he's said on social media. So you can imagine that the rest of the groups will be will be on their best behaviour with, with that sort of stuff. But to sort of change the subject very slightly, um, we heard today, obviously, that Liam Rossini is pretty much guaranteed to get the Blackpool job. Um, he's obviously done a huge job with us, He's he's been incredible, you know him and Rooney have, have really changed the team, they've changed the city, they've changed the fan base they've changed everything and you know could be nothing but incredibly grateful obviously he came in when Koku was manager, he came in as like a championship advisor, got a lot of stick when we didn't look like a championship team but over the last season he's, he's really been part of what's turned us around and I mean, Jamie, what was what was sort of your reaction to that when you saw that news? Yeah, pretty gutted to be honest. Um,
4: I think it's quite bittersweet because he de- he does deserve an opportunity, um, and I think Blackpool's a, a fantastic opportunity for for him. Um, it's also, I suppose, good that he's going to a club that that I respect and that you know um, have been through what we've been through, and and their fans have been have been great. Whether that was at the away game last season or, or on Twitter, but yeah, I'm going to miss him. Um, and I think Rooney will, will too. Um, I don't think I've had too much affinity to any kind of assistant managers or, or people on the coaching staff before maybe Chris Powell. Yeah, definitely Chris Powell. Um, so yeah, he was, he was up there for me, um, was for Um And yeah, I'm going to miss the, you know, the celebrations the hugs got less awkward with Rooney over the course of the season. You know, when they, when they, we first got a goal, scored a goal, you know, they were kind of awkwardly hugging towards the end. I think he was jumping on his back and, you know, spinning him round, like Strictly come dancing. So yeah, I'm going to miss all that. Um, But yeah, I I don't, you can't, you can't resent the fact that he deserves an opportunity. and, And yeah, I'll be watching him quite closely because I think he's a, you know, he's a, he's got a real talent and, yeah, hopefully it hopefully it works out. My my one worry is though is, you know, is he already having some conversations with some of these players at Derby saying, Oh hey, you're a championship footballer. Did you uh do you fancy a, a go on the Big Dipper and, and a four year contract? Um so yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I don't know if he's even called the Big Dipper anymore. I think it was called the Pepsi Max last
1: time I was up there, but <laughs>
4: Yeah. Yeah. that That's my worry. And if that happened, I think I probably would be a, I would feel a little bit sour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. He can, he, you know, he, he's, he's well within his rights to leave. He's He's been part of an amazing job and it is an incredible opportunity, but yeah, I think if he did come knocking for some of our, some of our better players, I think that that feeling may soon change. And, and Vic, I mean, uh, there's one worry that a few people have mentioned is that, He was sort of the brains behind all of Derby's success this season. Um, Does that worry you a little bit going into next season?
2: Um, I'm not sure because maybe Rooney might have someone in mind to be his number two should Resinia go. I mean, Resinia deserves his opportunity. He's been nothing short of magnificent for the job he's done for us. Um, He's just a great guy. He's very eloquent. He's very humble as well. Uh, And I think he deserves the opportunity. I mean, You've seen what we've, what we've produced this year with our backs against the wall. Imagine a clean slate for him, what he can do with a team like that. Because Blackpool don't actually play bad football. They're actually a pretty decent side. Got some decent players there. Um, I do worry if he might poach some of our players. But I just think that that Derby loyalty in I him, th- I think he might just leave us alone. I think he might let us rebuild I mean, we've only got five players anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But... But like in terms of the freeze, I think he might just let us try and sign who we can. And maybe the players we don't sign, he might go after. Um, But like I said, he deserves his opportunity. Um, He goes with our blessing. Um, I think he will be a real success in football. Um, Having said that, I do think Rooney will have a number two lined up. So uh, Rooney's not short of any contacts, is he? So I'm sure he'll he'll bring in someone worthwhile.
1: Let's hope so. Let's hope so. And uh, I can't wait to see Chris Kirshner as Rooney's number two. Um, so just to finish it off, I mean, we've gone slightly over, but that's that's absolutely fine. So, just to finish it off, I've got one more question for, for all three of you, and it's who do you think will be Derby County's owner? Uh, Tom, your first stop, mate. You get the hardest one. Who do you reckon is going to be Derby's owner?
3: Um, Head says it will be uh, Mike Ashley. Um, yeah, heart would be Appleby so just to come back again.
1: Good choices, good choices, Jamie. I'm worried that Vic might
4: say Chris Kirchner, and then it's all going to go. It's all <laughs> going to go wrong. Um, yeah, I, I I think Ashley. Um, I said on a, a podcast, I think episode three or four that I think it'd be Ashley, and it would pr- it pretty much be done, kind of within a couple of days, um, and and you know it would be announced by the club, hopefully, rather than any journalists. So, yeah, I think that my one worry is just going back to um, if it is the, the Clothes family that are interested, you know, do they hold all the chips in their hands if they've got the stadium? I don't know if that's going to then cause a, a big issue with, um, you know, uh, other owners. So, yeah, I think if the, the Clothes family don't come in, it will be Ashley. Um, and, and that's where, you know, my preference is as well.
1: So that's pretty much two for Ashley then, uh, and I'd say probably half for Appleby. Um, Vic, what do you reckon, mate?
2: Um, I think it's. I think they're going to go with Appleby. It just depends on what Quantum. I uh, think obviously we, we're hearing things about Quantum and Ashley. This uh, dis, uh, was it, uh, not agreeing on the uh, fees that they're owed. I mean, know they're owed extortionate fees, probably not justified, but it depends I think Trevor Birch is going to have a good a big key role in who our next owner is going to be now he's involved as well Um, hopefully it's Ashley um, I'm happy with either him or Appleby uh, there's not going to see the back of coach tonight really first
1: yeah and I think you've all made good points there I'd I'd happily take either of them I'd happily take anyone that you know is willing to take the club on as long as they're not a Spanish businessman slash boxer that works for no limits sports limited so lads it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much for coming on um i've really enjoyed it so cheers yeah, cheers, Thanks, cheers,
3: guys. Thank you cheers. And, cheers
2: guys
1: and if you want to catch more of the podcast please make sure to follow on whatever you listen on like if you enjoyed it uh, leave a review it really helps me out um if you did enjoy it that's even better um so yeah thank you very much for listening